The Brum Radio Shop is now open with all sorts of Brum Radio stuff with everything from t-shirts and hoodies to mugs and posters and much more. Support Brum Radio. Go to brumradio.com and click on shop. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Oh, Paul, I Hello. love... Yeah, listen, Paul, we've hit the, we have hit the big time. We're ripping <laughs> in the paper. Did you see it? Yeah. Vera next door knocked on. She's <laughs> put it through the letterbox. I washed it, you know, washed the paper and then... Difficult to read after washing it. But uh, I did see the thing. I think it deserves a trumpet. Oh, ha, ha. <laughs> We are in the eye. Yeah, I've always enjoyed the eye paper. Oh. What I like, I've always liked about it was it seemed to be kind of just give you the headlines, no messing about, you mm. know, that kind of stuff. Where, how do you think she heard about us? What was her name? Veronica, wasn't mm. it? Well, how do you think Veronica heard about us? Maybe we just we're so high in the charts now that people just discover us all by themselves. To find out, there is, there is what did you think she meant so. by unintentionally? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it, unintentionally. <laughs> funny. Bring this up. <laughs> what I suppose I thought was unintentionally yeah. funny because you, I mean, I do try to be funny, you know, but th- what I did think uh, was it's a bit like saying that Boris Johnson's hair is unintentionally <laughs> tousled <laughs> when in fact a lot of work's gone into that hair, especially uh. over lockdown, because he's not really grown that. Having it titivated towels. Anyway, thanks very much, Veronica. I owe you a five of love. <laughs> Send your postal order. So we've got a nice guest today, Craig Dealy. So if you're listening and you've, you've, you've come to us because maybe you're big eye, eye paper people. It's a lovely <laughs> word, isn't it, eye paper? Anyway, if you might be a big eye paper user. I'm thinking, blinking heck, this podcast is... Well, what was with Pick of the Day, Pick of the Week? Mm-hmm. Have you found it, I the eye paper? Go on, what does it say? Thanks to Simon Paul Felton, who's actually the person that sent it to us. It just says, uh, tip, I don't know, it's such a tightly cropped photo, I'm not sure exactly where Oh, well, I've seen a bit, one that's less quite tightly Uh, cropped, and it says, uh, pick of the day or summer. I don't know why I was asking you, because I knew. (laughs) I just wanted you to have a bit of a job. (laughs) But actually, you failed, because I'm picking you more than you about it. I'll go then, you talk to Craig. No, I don't want you to go, love, everybody loves you. You'll get mentioned, don't you? in the shed and Do all the that. The shed gets a mention, I don't. Nor my Juliet Bell. Oh, all right, oh dear me, that's <laughs> coming in now. The creeping bitterness of oh. lockdown. I'm going to ask a question. If, if you come to the, it's all new, then what, it's me and Paul. Paul's in the, well, we used to be in the shed, but lockdown meant he's in his back bedroom and his flat with a Juliet balcony, and I'm in my back bedroom. It's a very nice view of the people's gardens to know, is it? Um, and we talked to people that I've met in one way or another over the years. So it's Barbara Nice and friends. Did you just hear that? My phone just went off. <laughs> the but the question is, like Paul was saying, oh, you didn't mention me. You just mentioned Shed. Is anybody feeling they're getting a little bit paranoid? I think at the beginning I was very, you know, you're full of the joys of caring for people. And I got given quite a lot of food and still out of date products that people were trying to get rid of out of their back of their cupboard. You know, people were sort of looking after each other and dumping on each other in equal measure. It's awakening my jealousy because I've got this ex-agent, Jean Pickles. If you've been there for a long time, you know about Jean. And I've just noticed that Jean's getting quite a lot of work, uh, you know, for her clients. They've been doing sort of online Zoom cruises and things like that. The bit of me is thinking, why hasn't Jean asked me? 
Is it bringing out that kind of, why not me, in anybody? That's all I'm asking. What, what do you think, Paul? Do you think I'm talking nonsense? Or do you think it does kind of get a bit of jealousy? Mm. I'm oh. worried, worried that it's more the Gene Pickles world than the Barbara Nice world, yes. That's what that's what we're going into. Yeah, that's right. We don't want a JP world. We want a BN world. Yes. Good afternoon. Ah, oh, he sounds very here. posh. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely loved it when he went, good afternoon. It's great, dearly. He's lovely. He's all coming all the way. Are you Are you still living round? Is it Bearwood, isn't it, love? I live in Bearwood, yeah. 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 He's still there, love. You sound posh. You sound like you've moved to Harborn. He's still in Bearwood. <laughs> still in Bearwood. Uh, still near the woods. Near the woods. Oh, very nice. Yeah, nice round there. Have you been going for many walks, Craig? Have you been discovering your green spaces? I have. I've been running and walking, actually, um, around the the sites of Harborn and Quinton, and uh, and then and then uh, yeah, through Wally Woods and the, the the golf the golf course around there. It's lovely. If you don't know, ladies and because we've got people listening from Finland, they might not have heard of Wally Woods. Just describe oh, it. Oh. It's nice, Wally Woods. Give us do us a picture of it, love. Um, it's um, it, it's not. Massive, but it's a beautiful sort of rolling uh, landscape um, in the middle of you know a very uh, urban area, and it's ancient woodland, so it's full of trees. Um, there used to be uh, a big sort of manor house there, but I think that burnt down in the nineteen twenties. Um, and it's just a, a fantastic space, um, and they have festivals there, and they have uh, concerts there sometimes, and you know open air plays. Hey. Hey, listen now, we've got to start thinking about doing stuff outside because the theatre and you look very talented lad now because you can do, I won't get into just remember, you can do impressions of all the people like, uh, <laughs> who's that fella you can do? You know I'm talking about. Uh, oh, Kenneth Williams. Oh, give us a bit of Kenneth before I go back to open air theatre. Give us a bit of Kenneth if you don't. Well, you see, I was recently on the set of Carry On Spying and I thought it reached a level of cinematic sophistication. The two is in this neck of the woods, yes. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> yes. But when did you first know you could do that? <laughs> um, when, when I first watched the Carry On film, I was obsessed with it, with his voice, and I just kept practising over the years, and then, uh, and then I, I, I thought I nailed it. <laughs> you don't blinking nailed it. So, hey, where was you? Where was you brought up? You weren't brought up in Bearwood, I don't think, was you? Met you, might have uh, I wasn't. I was. I was brought up uh, in Handsworth, so still in Birmingham. Um, and we used to come to Bearwood shopping when I was a little kid, and West Brom and Smethwick. So, um, I'm, I'm. I know this area really well. I've lived here several times over the years as well. Good. So I'm trying to imagine this young lad in Handsworth. You're listening to. Mm. You're listening to um, <laughs> Kenneth. What did you hear? Watching, watching carry on, carry on, carry on, camping. I think was the first thing. <laughs> How old was you? I must have been about eight or nine, I think. Right. So there he is, eight just... years old in Answorth, practicing the Kenneth Williams voice. <laughs> what did your yeah. mum and dad well, say? Well, they... they thought it was fine, you know. While all the other lads in the street were out playing football, I was. Uh, at home practicing my voices. <laughs> it's very nice. I'm going to ask you a question because I will ask you to do a few more voices because they're really making me laugh and I think we need to laugh in lockdown. Mm. Don't realise how much you need it till you properly laugh. Uh, 
<laughs> when you was when you was when you do Kenneth then it's so interesting yeah, what you're yeah. doing with your voice and where you go do you get into the spirit of does Kenneth jump into your body are you becoming Kenneth and if you are, what do you go where do you go yeah, with it kind of yeah because um you, because of the the sound of his voice you have to contort your face into the same shape because he had quite a, you know big nostrils yeah. And he had um, quite a, sm- a, a wide sort of grin. Uh, so you have to really contort your face to get the same sounds that he used to get out. Um, so, yeah, so I do pull all sorts of faces when I'm doing that. Do you, do you ever think what he feels like in his soul? I read his diaries. I'm not going to go on about him being fed up because he was a bit fed up. He was a bit mean about people. He was just ordinary yeah. like all yeah. of us, really. But do you ever have an attitude yeah. of him or is it just the nose and the mouth? Um, it's it's everything really. I mean, obviously he was he was shorter than me and a lot thinner. But I think that doesn't really matter. You because I performed as him. I've been in a few shows as him. I put the on and do the hair sort of with the parting on the side, and then I've got these uh, little. I get some babies um, bottle teats and cut the ends off and stick them up my nose. That widens my nostrils. Um, and uh, and I'm good to go. Yeah. Right. I'm uh, fascinated. I'm good to go. I'm fascinated <laughs> by that battle thing. At what point in your kind of career, you know, becoming, being able to do Kenneth's voice, did you discover the bottle teat bit? It was um, when I was in a play uh, called Cleo Camping, Emmanuel and Dick, um, which was about the relationship between Kenneth Williams, Barbara Windsor and Sid James across the four carry-on films in the title. It's kind of an imagined relationship, but there is some truth in it. Anyway, um, the guy that was doing makeup on the play, who was a very old, um, experienced sort of theatrical type, he gave me the tip. He said, that's the best way to do it. It's, oh, wow, yeah, really? It worked. And you, you, have to cut a, you have to cut a hole in both ends, otherwise you can't breathe. <laughs> You've got to be careful because... I, I accidentally sniffed one right up. I was about to go on stage the once, and I could feel it lodged in between my nose and my throat. Right. Uh, so that's dangerous, and I had visions of myself going to hospital. But in the end, I just made myself sneeze, and it flew out. <laughs> what a great showbiz <laughs> tale! Isn't it a lovely tale? <laughs> and I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. All life, yin and yang, fen and shui, start skiing notch because we had the writer <laughs> of that very play. Terry Johnson on my podcast. Terry Johnson. He wrote that, didn't he? Uh, he did, yeah. Because he loves all them, um, all them show business tales and how it all mm. happened and the relationships between. Yeah. Right, so I'm going to get you to do some more impersonations a bit, but we're going to go back to being outside, our outside theatre in Wally Woods. Because you, like me, you do the circuit and all that comedian, and we're mm. not being able to do... Could you imagine that we could do an outdoor thing at Wally Woods? That's what I'm asking. It's a business proposal. But keep it quiet because a lot of people listen <laughs> into this. We've got Steven Spielberg looking for tips. And I know he seems very nice. Uh, who's the Bruce Springsteen? Has he got his eye on Wally Woods? He's Steven. always listening in, Bruce. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so just hush your voice a bit. So we can't get on Bruce and they're all listening in for ideas, tips. They know. Could we do something at Wally Woods? There's definitely scope for doing some sort of entertainment at Wally Woods, yeah, because there's a lot of areas that you can use as a sort of a, a raised sort of seated area. 
and you perform in the dip at the bottom. So, and it, it's almost like a, a, a an amphitheater of hills. So yeah, there's definitely scope there. Come on, let's sort it out. I think that's very, oh, I, I like the idea of performing in the dip. We've all performed in a bit of a dip in our careers. We've, all, we, we've all been there, haven't we? We've, we've all, been, all in dip. been there. So are you missing performing? That's what I'm, I suppose I'm asking as well. I am. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, I had a gig uh, online last week, I think it was, just a new material night. And it was only I was only doing like 10 minutes via Zoom. Um, and it was lovely. It was so nice. It was a relief that I'm still funny. That's the main thing. But it was just really nice to um, just to perform, and some of the most of the people were muted. There was a lot of people watching, but there's like a, a front a front row of audience members who were unmuted, so you could still hear their reactions. And uh, it was just really nice to test out some new jokes. I know, and I see a lot of people. I because I'm doing my I'm doing my online show. Barbara and I is having a lock in, and I love it actually. But not all comedians like doing it, do they? Some people don't honestly don't like it actually. But I mean, I it's different. It's, it's nice. a totally different experience, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice, but you, it's weird because you don't get the immediate response that you get with a live audience. And there's, there's also, you know, that little gap between you delivering a joke and waiting for their reaction. So there's that sort of split second where you think, has it worked? I don't know what they're doing. Um, so it's it's different, but I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I agree. I think it's a way for because actually... I don't know. We'll have to say we're performing at Wally Woods. We'll have to talk to the city council. We're going to have to mm. do health and By the time we finish, love, it'll be winter. Nobody wants to go to an out outdoor <laughs> thing. So this is what we've got at the moment. A Wally Woods comedy club gets kicking off. The, mm. uh, we've got online Zoom because a lot of people say we won't really be doing comedy in clubs again until 2030. I don't know whether you've heard that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so what? give us some more impersonations, please. Who else oh can you do? Um, I love them. Go on. Um, Ken Barlow. <gasps> Come on. Go on, do Ken for us. <clears throat> Hang on. Um, oh, Deirdre. <laughs> you, you, you think you'd rather be with that Spiv Baldwin? Oh, God. I like the attitude. Very annoyed, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. I think it's that the was... attitude I like best out of anything. Ken's highlight, that was. He was blinking annoyed with Deirdre, wasn't he? Oh. Oh, Ken, what are we going to do, Ken? <laughs> Poor Deirdre. Because I worked on Coronation Street. Just meet Deirdre. I know. Nice Deirdre. Oh, nice. She, seemed, she seemed lovely. Yeah, I used to know her head teacher in, um, well, where did he used to teach? Anyway, he was at school with Deirdre, knew her very well. Very nice, yeah. And when I when I did see Ken, they had a little kitchen at Coronation mm. Street. It's a comfy little kitchen, not what you expect, you know, not bigger than a caravan kitchen. And uh, it's next to Ken, you know, passing the instant coffee over. I think, you know, when people say, <laughs> have you ever been properly stage struck? I think I was stage struck. Yeah. Yeah. By, really? by Ken. instant coffee to Ken. Yeah, I was. Oh. Who, who have you ever met that you probably went, I don't mean stage struck, was it called Starstruck? H-R-T-A-K-A. Starstruck. Yeah. Who's um, who have you seen I, really went blinking out? That's had an effect on me. In, in um, okay, in 2003, I think it was, New Year's Eve, uh, I went to San Francisco for New Year's Eve 
and just by chance performing at the Hyatt in San Francisco was a band that were massive in the 80s called the Pointer Sisters who sang I'm So Excited and Automatic and I was obsessed with them when I was a teenager I was absolutely obsessed with them and I'd never really seen them live they didn't come to the UK and I got the chance to see them in San Francisco and through um I can't remember what happened now but I got to meet them before the show in their dressing room and uh, I, I didn't really know what to say. I, was, I couldn't really speak. <laughs> it's funny when it happens to you, isn't it? Yeah. It yeah. does strike yeah. you. Yeah. You're Amazing. struck because you're with somebody that you, to you, is a star. I wonder why, mm. why, why that happens to human beings. It's just interesting, isn't it? I think, it yeah, it is. It kind of Because it kind of doesn't feel real. Because you, you're looking at them, these people that you've seen on the telly or films, and you, you, your head's sort of saying... Is real? Is this a TV program? Is it a film? I think it takes. You can't really process it. That's it. We can't process it because we're used to seeing them at a, in a mm. different place, and suddenly you're in the same space. I think that's true. Yeah. Our heads can't yeah. pro. That's very good, Darius. Our heads can't process it. How is your head been processing all the lockdown? Where are you on it? Yeah, well, go on. I've, um, it's it's been um, it's been weird. It's been surreal, and um, um, that phrase that the word that everyone keeps using, unprecedented, has been an unprecedented use of the word unprecedented, in my opinion. Um, it's been it's been odd, uh, but it's it's sort of made me do creative stuff, which is good. Yeah. Because you've got to do something to you've got to do something to to pass the time, haven't you? So uh, in, in some ways, it's been good. Because it's got some creative juices going, but yeah, you just want things to get to get back to normal, but not too, not too quickly. You know, like the pubs are reopening this weekend. I think it's too soon. Yeah. Um. So it's I, I, we have to do it. We have to do it, and I'm you know I've been good and I've obeyed it, unlike a lot of people. But yeah, I think everyone's just fed up of it now, aren't they? Yeah. Now I know that you're. What's that language you can speak? Is it Spanish? Uh, I speak French and French and German. I speak. Sure thing, isn't it? Languages. So what? what right, yeah. So you know about your? I mean, that's probably why you're so good at impersonations, and also, of course, a great comedian. So it's all that linguistic side of your head, isn't it? But that European mm. understanding, Craig. Why have we mm. done so piggy badly here? I'm not making you to be the coronavirus expert or anything. But <laughs> well, I am. Why? Well, funnily enough, he is. And I, I thought you were Sage. I thought so. I thought I think he's undercover Sage. <laughs> sage and onion. That'd be a, sage and onion. Great double act. Double act. The great double act. Sage and onion, ladies and gentlemen. More information about sage the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on then, Sage and onion. Tell us what do you want. Um, What's your opinion, kid? That they just they started. It. Uh, a lot sooner than we did. I think, I don't know, when I say we, it, the powers that be, I think, were a bit arrogant. And I think that they wanted us just, just to ride it out and, you know, go with that herd immunity thing and, you know, just let people get it and then become immune to it and take the risks. And it was only when the sort of public, there was a bit of a backlash by the public, I think, saying we need to do something with lockdown, that they decided to do something about it. And by then... It had taken hold, so we just didn't get our act into gear. Didn't oh, get our act together, so. rather, uh, as quick as other countries did. 
So what you're saying is they didn't really want to do it anyway. They wanted this herd immunity. Yeah, I, I think, I I think so. A herd immunity. See what I'm trying to do there? <laughs> trying to make a cow sound there. Maybe you should work for Sage in the end. I do. We're all undercover Sage and underworkers. We're all herbs in our own rights, aren't we? We are. We're all herbs in our own kid. We're all in a whole herb garden. I am a very friendly Sage. Have you heard it? That always got no. Hang on, HRT, rescue me. I've got it. I'm a very friendly herb called parsley. Do you remember that? I, I do remember it. Yeah, I don't remember that song, but I do remember the herbs. Yeah. We're called the herb. Who was it? I'm a dog called Dill. I'm Dill the dog. Dill, yeah. Yeah. Who was there Sage? Was, was it an a, owl? Basil. Sage, what was Basil? The, Sage, I think. Uh, Basil was the gardener, I think. And then there was a lady, Rosemary, I think. Ah, yeah. Um, Very good. I don't know if there was an onion. Should have been a pig in onion. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I work for Sage as well. In fact, I got, most people work for Pig in Sage, but just in different Zoom rooms. We don't get mixed up. So, there we go then. So, I. What will you do on Saturday? You're not going to pub. I'm not going to go to the pub for a while yet. Um, I just think it's going to be, it's just too risky. And I, I'm just picturing, I mean, we saw people queuing to get in shops as soon as the non-essential shops open. The people on the beaches, the overcrowding. It's going to be the same with pubs. Visions of people camping out overnight to be the first in on Saturday morning. All right, that won't be us, love. No. I know what you mean. Also, I'm in a high-risk category. I'm going to get a necklace made with resuscitate written on it because if I go in, I'm not sure they'll let me out. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, we've been in pubs, haven't we? We've been in pubs. I am, anyway. If I, not, oh, yeah. if, I was yeah. a, if I was a young person now, I think it is different, actually. Yeah. Do you, love? Say if you was in your I, yeah. 18, I, 20, I if... early 20s. I don't know if they go to pubs actually. The 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 I don't know if they they go out to pubs anymore. I think it's mainly sort of our, our generations, the older generations. I think. Where are they going then, them kids? I can't wait to get into a pub. You know, did we know? I couldn't. You yeah, no. you were uh, over eighteen. Or I did. Yeah, I, we, we used to. Yeah, we used to. Um, as a there's about I don't know five or six of us from school when we we're like sixteen, seventeen, and they used to send the oldest looking one. Sometimes that was me to the bar to, to get five pints of cider. <laughs> it was fun. Which pub did you go to doing all that? I love a proper pub. We used to go to, um, it was called the Grapevine in the city centre. Oh, next to where the library was. It, it became, a, um, it closed down and then became a, a, like a jazz pub called the Yardbird. Oh, I loved it. I love that place. Yeah, and then, uh, it's, and then it's gone now it in the redevelopment. I know it as because I used to have it was the Yardbird, and I've seen some very good musicians in there, big bands mm. playing and stuff. Yeah, we shouldn't have got yeah, rid yeah. of that. We need venues, Craig, don't we? We need. Yeah, we I'm do. Going back to that that Wally Woods, really now. What we it'll be all right. We'll get. We like doing the Zoom stuff. I like doing the Zoom stuff. You like doing the Zoom stuff. And has it changed your attitude? Are you being a bit more productive? You were always very productive anyway, love. But do you feel like you're more productive now? I'm always trying to think of things to do uh, creatively. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I don't know if I'm producing more, but I'm definitely thinking more. And I'm doing more writing. I'm, I'm involved in like a writer's group at the moment. And I'm working on... Um, I, I've done a... a 
uh, a sitcom course, an art course that a, a comedian who's had um, sitcom scripts on TV, he ran it. So I did that. Yeah. And um, I'm working with a friend of mine on another uh, project. So, um, yeah, so it's definitely pushed me to, I think to, to it's be more good. creative. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's been coming up in these podcasts is that creative thing, being more creative. How mm. do we do it and stuff like that? So that's that's good. That it's awful that you mm. were made redundant because the decision was taken away from you. But it's about making the most of those opportunities, isn't it? And listen, yeah. love, you'll always get work as an impersonator. Give us another one that you can do. <laughs> we've had Ken, oh, we've had Deirdre, and of course we've had, uh, what's his name, Ken. Who else can you do? Um... I mean, this is this is a really obscure one, but do you remember a sitcom called On the Buses? Of course I do, yeah. Well, the main character was called Stan, and um, his mother was, I can't remember the character's name, but she was played by an actress called Doris Hare. Yeah. So I used, to, I used to do an impression of her. Um, hang on, let me th- try and think of the voice. Here's Stan! She's still like that! Stan! Don't you say that about my, my little olive! Why do we like? Because you know we're talking about human beings. I'm very interested in getting to the bottom of everything. Good like we got to the bottom of you know why we get starstruck. Why do we laugh when somebody tries to be somebody else? Why are we laughing at that? Mad, isn't it? It's mad because it's properly funny. And as soon as you went, oh Stan, I was killing myself laughing. Oh Stan, <laughs> doing it again. Now, the trouble is with this podcast, because we do get people properly laughing, some people have nearly fell off the bikes because the people are listening to it, you know, rat cycling and mm. stuff like that. So it's health and safety yeah. problem. Be careful. If you feel like you're going to properly Mind those laugh, geese. please pull in. Yeah. Find the bloody geese. Talking about bikes, there's been lots of bikes being pinched. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of lots of lots of things being pinched. Um, where my mum and dad live, the whole street had their hanging baskets pinched. <gasps> no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, crazy. Look, there's only like six houses in the in the street in the road, but uh, they all had the hanging baskets nicked. That's awful. People, it's pretty yeah. normal. How is how is your mum? Yeah. She all right? They're all right. Yeah, they're fine. They're um they're both. Uh, uh, obviously, they were both because um, they're over seventy. They um, were still in, uh, but they're all right. Uh, they're both, you know, because they were both working still. They've never spent so much time together <laughs> in all their married life, so that that's a challenge. Um, but now they're all right. They're fine. They go for a walk every day. My mum just goes for a little drive. Uh, to, She's a very funny woman. I, I know your mum better than your dad. I loved it because mm. we used to do that club in Sturchley a lot together when she used to come. Oh, to yeah. That. When she, I loved her saying about when you're fed up, just get your bob, sort out your bobbin tin. I always thought that was very nice. <laughs> and that description of the woman with a kind of, what was she? She had all egg yolk. Open the door, she got egg yolk dripping from her chin. Yeah. I love <laughs> Don't know why it came up, but I think it was. just random, it. wasn't it? <laughs> I love all that kind of, Who really makes you laugh, would you say, Craig? Uh, well, you, obviously, Barbara. Of course, five quid um, coming, five quid. Yeah. There you go. Uh, hang on. Um, who else? Uh, I mean, growing up, I used to absolutely adore Laurel and Hardy. Oh, yeah, uh, my, my, my granddad used to um, 
be mad on Laurel and Hardy and all those sort of 1920 black and white um, short films like uh, Harold Lloyd and uh, I think Leon Errol was another one and he, I used to watch them with my granddad and Laurel and Hardy just uh, just entranced me so I've always loved them um, who else? Uh, Morecambe and Wise um, Victoria Wood French yeah. and Saunders um, I love I've, always, I've tended to prefer female comics to male comics as I was growing up so you know like I say French and Saunders um, Joan Rivers Joe Brand um, I love Joe Enright you know local comedian um, she's great uh, who else because names begin with J, Joe Enright, Joe Brand, all that kind Joe of Wright. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've uh, seen yeah, a Jennifer Saunders. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Jim Whitfield. <laughs> Joanna Lumley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that word? Let's let the letter J, he likes. Oh, J. Now, I know that you're big on Twitter. You do a lot of stuff on Twitter, don't you, love? Yeah, yeah. You've built do, yeah. a lot big following up on that. And I remember you it's, telling I mean, me about it. Yeah, come on. Sorry. Sorry that it's difficult and completely miles away from each other. Uh, telling me about it and um, saying that you try material out on Twitter sometimes. Mm. So you put a gag out, mm. if it went well, then you do it. Are you still using yeah. that yeah. kind of methodology? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, Twitter for me is pretty much about just about trying out jokes or plugging gigs. I'll do that on there. But uh, it, yeah, that's what, mainly what I do. I'll, I'll, I'll try jokes. Some of them brand new. Some of them I'll bring back maybe from last year and see, see, you know, see if they still work. But if, if people like them or if retweet them, they know that there's something in it. Uh, and if I feel it can work live, then I'll make a note of it and, uh, and try it out. But there are so some, in a way, there's some on. jokes that only there are some jokes that only work on Twitter. I think some jokes are written written down only. Uh, some of them don't translate into live uh, performance, but generally, I, I test my stuff on Twitter. Yeah. Give us an example, if you can, of something that you remember writing on Twitter that you thought got very good response, but then didn't work so well. Or you had to change into a, you know, the the kind of concept of live made it different. You had to alter it. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but is there anything that comes to mind? If there isn't, that doesn't matter. I mean, there's a, there's. Uh, there's one that I did. Um, I mean, I, I've never done this live, and I've thought of it. Sure, I could. It, it was just a throwaway line. Really. It wasn't even a joke. It was kind of a. Um, it was just a statement. I put something like, um, uh, you know, uh, RIP the dinosaurs. I can't believe it's sixty-five million years already. Always in my thoughts. And you know, it's a bit of a <laughs> like a, a, a satirical sort of tweet. And it, yeah, I just put it put it on twitter i didn't think much of it and then pretty soon it got like thirty thousand retweets and people started stealing it and uh, i've seen it on a t-shirt and i've seen it as a um on other website and people just stick on i'd never use it live because i don't i don't think it translates to, to to spoken word but um something like that which i never thought even was that great a tweet uh i never had took off so much so I think that's an example of one that I would never do live because I just wouldn't work. And now it's just one of these things. It's just out there now. I think it's it's kind of become a bit of a, a me. How do you feel about um, that? Um, well, I mean, I'm outraged. 
yeah, and uh, delighted that, that people people liked it enough to steal it. Um, but you know, I, I suppose the you know the jokes that you hear down the pub, somebody must have told them originally, and they've just been nicked. So I suppose it's a, it's a similar thing, isn't it? Very interesting, outraged and delighted in equal measure. Mm. Yeah, mm. I was talking to Paul before. You might not might not ring any bells with you, but now I think because we're all it's all easing up. We, we don't, like, no, I agree with you. You shouldn't ease up too quickly. It's like everybody's been thrown back in the river now, and it feels like you've got to swim really fast. It felt like this when it first started yeah. to me. Swim really, really fast to keep relevant, to keep part of it. Uh, and it feels again like it's a bit like, who's going to get the advantage? Who's, do, you, do you know what I'm talking about? Does it ring any bells, that feeling of, I've got to make me mark quickly before all the... The rivers start flowing fast and I can't keep it. Is it just me that feels like that? You, no, I think you're right. I think everyone's thinking, like particularly, you know, performance-wise, you know, in what we're doing, I'm now thinking how, how am I going to get back all the gigs that I lost when lockdown started, you know, all the rest of the year's work was just immediately cancelled. And you know, I'm now thinking, how am I going to get that back? Have I, have, you know, am I... How do I get back in the loop? Do people remember me? Um, you know, things like that. So, you, yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people are doing stuff online, partly, obviously, to stay creative and um, something to do, but it's also to keep in the public eye. I agree with you, to keep your name up there on the board still. Keep a presence. Very interesting. And there's going to be there's, there's going to be people who stop doing it, I think, for financial reasons. Um and there's going to be more people going for, I don't know, it's going to be interesting what happens. It's a bit like doing a long distance race and then the front runners. But they're my, I'm fascinated by it. I am really. Mm. We'll just have to see what happens. And there will be a new way of doing stuff, I think, with all this um, online things. And like you say, I like, you like it, I like it. I think it's a new art form, really. And also, it means that loads of people who couldn't go to comedy clubs can now go. You know, they stuck at home with kids, or for some reason they can't leave the house. I think it's very interesting. I think the potential's higher. They can, yeah, they can sit in the comfort of their, their own house. They can have a drink. They don't have to drive anywhere. So, in some ways, for some people, it's the ideal solution, isn't it? Yeah, there's a, I think there'll be an audience there. Whatever happens, I think there'll be an audience there. Any road, right then? Uh, any, what's your top gags that's been you've been doing recently? Don't don't give them away if you don't want to, because I know, like I said, Bruce Springsteen and stuff like that. Anything that's been recently <laughs> that you've got a lot of it's terrible. Bruce for pinching people's stuff. I bet he's. I bet it's Bruce. It's had the dinosaur stuff. <laughs> I bet he pinched it in the first place. That's Bruce. <laughs> Seems so nice. Yeah. He's... <laughs> right, go on. Anything that you put out, you went. Look um, at people like that. It's that surprise when you get all them likes, isn't it? It's amazing. Um, I did one. I mean, uh, t today I put one, um, and it was, again, it's just a silly little thing. I don't recommend eating Star Wars figures. Mine's a little chewy. Oh, very good. Uh, no. Okay, good. That's, uh, that's been quite popular. Oh, again, I don't so know if I'd do it live. I don't know if I'd... No, no, I know what you mean. But it doesn't matter, does it? Because that's... Yeah. That's the kind of uh, for Twitter laughing. 
can you keep exactly. them? Yeah. Can you keep them for yourself? Can you say this is mine, Bruce? Hands off, Springsteen. Anything like that? <laughs> you, I mean, you you can. I suppose you can you can claim it, but the only way to keep it truly to yourself is to take it off and just look at it yourself. <laughs> but. <laughs> That's brilliant. There'd be somebody somewhere with loads of tweets that have never said and going, mine, yeah. mine, I tell you. That's just, just looking at your phone, you know, in your notes, I could have tweeted that, could have tweeted that, it's just for me, that. That's, that could be on a T-shirt somewhere now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the idea with art is to share it. I had Dave Spikey on and I, I said to him that one of his, um, I made a, a thing with him, a sitcom thing with him, and it, all the episodes are on YouTube. And I said to Dave, are you not fed up? He said, no, I'm not. I'm glad it's on there. I want people to see it, which is sort of about what you're saying about your tweets, really, isn't it? We could hoard mm. our stuff and nobody sees it, but that's not the point. Yeah, I saw one, actually, that you did. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, they were good. I think when it's, uh, when it's you and you filmed it and it's out there, no doubting it's you whereas a written a written joke can be stolen and copied and pasted can't it yeah yeah i know what you mean and also suppose mm. the trick is just to to do stuff that people will go i know whose gag that is because it's got their um hallmark their style. Down, which is quite hard to get that when you yeah. think of real proper style. And that's what you do when you're doing your impersonations. The style of Kenneth Williams is unmistakable. You just know it's Ken. It, oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. I've been I've been <clears throat> I've been trying to put videos well. It's it lockdown's taught me um a lot about editing actually. I mean I used to do little videos before, but this has really uh taught me to how how it takes to actually film a video. It's mainly of myself playing a character. Um, I'll put it on YouTube. But then editing it together when I play different characters, I love it, but it takes it takes forever. It takes so long. But then it's really worth it at the end when you see the you know the finished result and people like it. It's a layoff. But um so I've enjoyed doing that as well. Yeah, it's nice to get different skills and stuff like that. I started in quite a lot of videos at the beginning and because of that, I mean, I wasn't editing them apart from trying to cut them down to get onto Twitter. It used to take me bloody hours. I don't usually swear, bloody hours. So you do appreciate how much work, because it's not just about the artists, it's about the backstage crew and everybody else that's involved with the entertainment business, the business of entertainment. Right, okay. It's very nice to talk to you. Any, listen, what, when, when you're back on, because people will be going, oh, I really like him. I've heard him on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. When should we be thinking we could see you doing something again, Craig? And tell us about these films you're putting out. Come on, kid. Um, well, I've got a YouTube channel. So if you just go on YouTube and just um, search for Craig Dealey, I've been doing these videos playing a character called Trish. Yeah. And she's a... She's a She's a nice, you know. She's a she's about a bit older than me, and um, she talks like that. Um, she's yeah. she's from Birmingham, but she's she's lost the accent um, pretty much. Okay. And she works in an office with her friend Sue, uh, and they've got a bit of a love hate relationship. And um, she goes on dates, and uh, she just basically tries to muddle through life. 
So I think there's about seven of them at the moment on on YouTube. So uh, yeah, if if people want to want to see that, yeah, just just go on YouTube, just, uh, type in Craig Dealey, Trish. That's, that's what she's called. Brilliant. And you wouldn't have done that without all this going on, would you? I think it's good. <clears throat> True, yeah. I, I had ideas for some of the sketches, but because I had lots of other stuff going on, I never had time to sit down and film it, write it and film it and edit it. But now I have, so I'm just thinking of more that I can do now. What kind of wig have you got on for Trish? Uh, it's a short brown curly wig. Oh, for Very a, nice. got from a charity shop, I think, when I was a, when I was a student, I think. And it's coming now. I'll tell you what's good. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people, about over the years, somebody said to you, you want to get rid of that piggy wig. It's clots. You know, you thought, for some reason, I'm hanging on to it. And now it's coming. It's coming for a lot of yeah. people keeping a lot of tripe, I think. And now they're using that tripe. I think it's picking good. All right, love. Anything else you want to say, Craig? It's been uh, a pleasure, as always, to catch up with you. Yeah, and you, love. And uh, hopefully see you round uh, and about on stage at a venue near you or in Wally Woods. In the dip, in Wally Woods. In the dip. See you in the dip. Coming in sage and onion. <laughs> it's sage and onion appearing in Wally Woods in Dip Down Theatre. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dip Down Theatre is quite good. I copyright that. Boris Johnson is always doing alliterations, isn't it? We're having a double, double, <laughs> drop. We're here, double down, double down. I think he'd like Dip Down Theatre. A double dip down he theatre. He would. <laughs> <laughs> Tara, uh, safe See ya. Bye. Look after yourself. Keep safe, kid. You're lovely. Smash You too. Thank you, you very much, baby. Bye bye. Tara. Bye bye. Tara. So he's a very nice lad. So you know Craig anyway, I think, Paul. Yes, he's come into Bum Radio many times, been a guest on uh, Andy Robinson's Pop the Question show when uh, back when he had guests. And right. I think the last time he came to Richard Farmer's show to talk about the Birmingham Comedy Festival, it's the last time I saw right. him. Right, just... so he's, he's a regular, he's a yeah. Brum Radio regular. Oh, yes. And that's where this podcast is coming from, from the great Brum Radio. And mm. Paul has been back to the radio station yeah. the shed is adjacent to, and do you think you, be, you did mention you might be going back there soon, Paul? What's yes. the word about easing up, easing in? Um, I that? think we're going to leave it up to each individual person, but we, I think we're going to yeah. make it available within the next couple of weeks. I mean, because of lockdown, we've changed some of the technology to make remote broadcasting possible, so we might need to a while to fix it, so we can't go straight back, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but, I mean, if you want to go and do a podcast at the Shed Bar, but it's all open to you. Well, mind you, and you walk out, you get fed mm. up with your your own back bedroom. Yes. You've got to get out amongst them, get involved with life. How, how will we sell <clears> the <throat> masks? That's the question. I've got some nice masks. Mm. I've got a paisley one and a leopard print one. Of course you've got a leopard print one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice lad sent it to me. I got my mum a leopard print one from uh, as a 10-year-old girl that does... Uh, makes masks you've been doing it in lockdown so we, we supported her and bought some masks off and bought my mum one as well so she's all oh, right we'll give the bit. details for that because people yeah. might be interested can you yeah. remember him paul i'll find oh. them for the details of the podcast but yes based in the custard factory she is right okay well we'll try and put that on podcast mm. nice which is our uh twitter thing because uh, yeah. craig was talking that about twitter mm. so interesting you could put out something Yes. And before you know where you are, you're thinking thousands and thousands of people mm -hmm. look like this. And then you can put something out and you think, this is brilliant. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, piggy. 
nothing. Very, I tell you what I love doing, Facebook Live. You yeah. start off and then you think nobody's going to come and it's just like yeah. throwing bread for pigeons. <laughs> Suddenly people are pecking, hi, Barbara, how are you doing? It takes a while, Absolutely doesn't it, once you start that. recording. There's a delay between people noticing it and logging in. But So nice, I yeah. really properly like it. And it doesn't take any storage either. No. Who would have thought I'd been talking to you about making Facebook Live <laughs> and storage? Yeah. TikTok. People keep saying, go uh, on TikTok, Barbara. Like TikTok. Tell me why. It's the most data-intrusive app there is. It will scan all your details and it takes sends it straight to the Chinese government. Paul, you're beginning to sound a little bit like... Well, that one's true from an IT person, but yes. Of all the, I'm fine with all the others. It's just TikTok. Why is this? What do you mean they're sending all our data to China? Oh, it's because it's, it's, that's how it's run by... It's true. This isn't a conspiracy. I can send you a link about that as well. All right. Then. What data, love? Every, like your location, your uh, last time you were oh, on Oh, all right. I'm not going on TikTok. Yeah. You'd be good uh, on no, TikTok, right, but then. I want to keep you safe. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I've, 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 I've you know, spent all this time dodging, weaving yeah. and dodging, really, from Grattan's catalogue. <laughs> I don't want to be caught now. Oh, all right, then. I'm in debt with Grattan's. I'm not going on TikTok. It's just for teenagers to do funny dances anyway. I know, but then I thought about might be good me doing a funny dance, but yeah, not, okay. if they go, not if they're going to harvest my data. No. Right then, my love, because I've been wanting my passcode, yeah. my number, you know, what's it called? Pin number, mm. 5298. Oh. I'm not giving that away to anybody. I'll bleep it. Right, okay. <laughs> oh. Any news from your dad? No, not yet. I'll, have to, I'll give him a call, see if get any more details, for the, any more updates, any more. Any material from your dad and, <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff. I, I feel interested when I was talking, oh, I felt interested when I was mm. talking to Craig about that kind of stuff of, he seemed all right with people having his material on the T-shirt, mm. and I think I should just relax a bit about Gene yeah. Pickles and my <laughs> jealousy and yeah. all that. It doesn't do you any good, does it? And Spielberg. Spielberg and... Steve, uh, Steve, what's Steve he called? The other fellow. Sigal, was it? it was Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> yeah, not... But why? What do you think you know about the other back? Is he after us as oh, well? Oh, yeah. They have, they have a cabal of... Uh, Seagull? Stealers. <laughs> Shaking Stevens as pinching material and all, did you say? Oh, so it was adding to the list then. Oh, God. <laughs> Interesting, they all begin with S. Like uh, like all the Craig's favourite acts, we're with Jay. Jay yeah. All the people who pinched down material begin with S. Spielberg, <laughs> Springsteen, Shaking Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Okay, then, I'm going to go... I'm not going to look at my courgettes because I know that they're doing very good. And I hope mm. if you're doing any gardening, your stuff's doing all right. What are you going to do? It's nice and cool for you to edit um, anyway, isn't yes, it, Yes, that's the good thing. I don't have to frizzle and frazzle. But uh, tonight I have a gig booked. Uh, oh, a music gig. Don't get jealous, Barbara. It's one of my favourite bands who are doing an online gig, but it's going to be about 11 o'clock because of the time difference, so I'll probably fall asleep to it. But where is it? Who is it and where are they? It's a band called Electric Six. They're, you might know them. They did Gay Bar no. and Danger High Voltage, those two songs that people know. Yeah, they, they're in America. They're in Michigan, I think, mm. or Detroit. So It's brilliant. Don't you think it's brilliant that mm. you could be going to a gig in Michigan? I just think it's absolutely yeah. piggy brilliant. Just Honestly, time, is it? Say, the time difference is the issue, so I'll probably fall asleep to it and watch it over breakfast tomorrow. Well, well you'll have to let me know how it goes. I mm. hope it's good. Is it free? Are you paying? I hope you're paying for it, really. Yeah, yeah, but it's in America. It's $5, so that's, what, two fifty or two ten. That's brilliant. Yeah. I think, honestly do think it's good. I'm 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 all for the, all this really. Let's get some live entertainment, but you know the Wally Woods idea is good. <laughs> Double Dip Club, Wally. Yeah. 
I don't think it will go yeah. away when we go back live, put it that way. No, I don't think it will. There's something about it that yeah. is fantastic. All right, I better go anyway, otherwise I have to get the tea on and I want to do my exercise. All right. Hey, but we are doing all right. We're going up and down. We're going up yes. the charts and stuff. Now we're in the papers. We'll go up even more. In the papers. Yeah. <laughs> Good paper. work, isn't it? I paper. <laughs> I was pleased, honestly, I, I must say I was an handsome as rep with Veronica. I do know Veronica. Okay. Nobody can sign my right. I like Veronica. So if you're listening to this, if you see any press, send it to us. <laughs> okay. Over and out. Barbara Dyson. Thank you to my lovely guest today, the brilliant Craig Dealey. All right, Paul, love. Take care, yeah. kid. Bye. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.